Another great episode of Red Sea Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you hear, please go to our website, redsearadio.org, and donate to our apostolate, or even become a member of our Immaculata Recurring Gift Society and keep us on the air. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. Remember, you can always call us at 85 Love Red Sea. That is 855-683-7300. Three, two. Okay. Well, it is a Wednesday morning here in uh, Bryan College Station, coming to you from the studios right across the street from St. Mary's new uh, church. We are always excited to be here on the Roundup uh, radio show because we get to talk about a lot of exciting things, different things. I get to be with you. Uh, the second Wednesday of every month, and it is just such a joy. Um, it is something that I do with with humility and with, and with love um, of God and of anything that we can do to bring ourselves, of course, but everybody listening closer to God. So I remind you that my name is Maria Sotolongo and I work at St. Joseph Catholic School here in Bryan College Station. I am the development director and I also am the admissions director. So it's always a joy uh, to bring new people into our Catholic school. You know, you can always uh, find us online if you have any interest to join the Catholic education. And somebody that knows uh, a lot about that, our guest this morning, Miss Patty Blazik. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Maria. It's such a fun uh, thing that I get to also invite people to come and talk to me, friends that I know sometimes, like yourself. And Patty Blazik, you are well known in the Bryan College Station community for many reasons, for your work at St. Joseph Catholic School that you did um, many years ago, also as a business owner of the Tilted Pint, a fantastic neighborhood pub, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Patty got her BA in English secondary education with minors in communication and theater at UW Platteville, and that is the University of Wisconsin in Platteville. And Patty got her master's in mass communication from Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches. So it is such a treat to talk to you today, Patty. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm honored to be here. <laughs> well, I, like I was talking to you earlier, this is this is just a, a conversation, and we've had many. You and I, my friend, yes. I've known you only for about a year. Oh, you're easy to get to know. Well, likewise, yeah. <laughs> we met in the conference room, I think, of St. Joe's Catholic School. Maybe that was the first time that Probably, we maybe talked. somewhere maybe on campus, anyway. Somewhere <laughs> on campus, and uh, it's always such a joy to hear more and more about who you are. Uh, some of the highlights that I want to talk about today is that life highlights. Sometimes they are in the trenches of motherhood or in the woes of, you know, nighttime, something has happened and we're unhappy at night or very happy at night, but uh, just life highlights. We're going to discuss that. Uh, What lessons you have learned um, that have served you most in your life. Um, I see you as a 
such a strong, powerful force behind the scenes in our community, but you're also at the forefront in many ways, always open to volunteer, to help, to pray, to be a sister um, of Christ with not just me, but many other people. You're a member of Regnum Christi. I love, yes. love, love that uh, amazing group. And I want to talk more about that. So let's get started. Okay. If somebody comes to you, you know, the typical conversation in at a dinner or again, wherever you might be that you meet someone, how do you introduce yourself, Patty? What do you say about yourself? Well, often the question is, uh, so what do you do? Yes. And that question usually leaves me with a deer in the headlights, kind of like, <laughs> well, uh, and especially when I was a stay-at-home mom, yes. and I would say, oh, I do, you know, so that I'd be sure to slip in that, oh, I do have an education. I'm just, yes. and you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> if, if someone right now in this stage of my life asked me, I, you know, tell me about yourself and mm-hmm. say, well, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, um, mm-hmm. I'm a member of St. Joseph Catholic Church. Yes. Um I'm just living my life, working, (laughs) bartending, doing, I wear lots of different hats like Mm -hmm. everybody does. So that is so cool though. Yeah. Not everybody gets to say bartending. (laughs) I mean, some people say mom and grandma and wife, but bartender. ah, Okay. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, I believe that sometimes we are really shaped by our childhood or by our, you know, I have a, a daughter that is in high school and I just really believe that. By the time you're in high school, you have been shaped in so many different ways. How were you shaped at those beginning years of your life, whether it was very young or throughout high school, in ways that have continued to affect you or make you who you are today? Well, uh, like most people, I was shaped very much so by my mother and my father. My mother was a lifelong Catholic. She spent four years in the convent thinking mm-hmm. she wanted to be a nun. She left oh, wow. She left home in 1940. Five. Okay. Took the train to Minnesota out of Wisconsin no. and and really didn't come back until her after her freshman year of college. So, no. you know, she was very strong Catholic, but she kept, kept everything held mm. to the chest. But she was a very warm and welcoming person. My dad was a professor of agriculture, mm. grew up. He's a convert to the faith, okay. but very, um, you know, committed to living the life with my mother and, mm. and raising us Catholic. But. I think one of the main things I learned from my parents was the gift of hospitality. My parents loved to entertain and um, we always seemed to have somebody extra living at our house. I love it. We we had like from the time I was maybe in kindergarten Mm. on up through high school, we had other people staying with us. We had foster, I had two foster sisters um, and, but also a variety of like my dad's students that didn't have a place okay. to live. We had a guy, he was a master student, one of my dad's students that was from Australia that lived with us for a year. And that was fun. Nice. Um, different cousins that wanted to go to UW Platteville, but it was expensive. So they stayed in the extra room at our house. Okay. Um, my cousin, John slept in the um, top bunk, <laughs> but my brother shot, you know, <laughs> just, just different. So it, yeah. it was, people were in and out of our house all the time. My dad was the advisor to the Alpha Gamma Rho fraternity, the okay. ag fraternity. Sure. So we hosted a lot of events at our home for, we fed a lot of ag students basically. Uh. <laughs> so I just, just people. And my mom was very involved mm. um, in the pro-life movement as well sure. before Roe versus Wade became um, legal, you know, became mm-hmm. the law of the land in 1973 mm-hmm. there, before 1973. She was already involved. She in was that. already involved. Yeah. She was very concerned that this was going to become the law. Uh. Our front closet was loaded with 
pamphlets and information about abortion and what it mm-hmm. was. So at, you know, the tender age of like seven or eight, I saw sure. images of aborted babies and just mm. it, it touched my heart. And right. so it armed me later for um, where we are today, where we are today, and what and, you've done yeah. also as a volunteer and as a spokesperson in a way. Yeah, it, it, it gave right. me a heart for the pro-life movement, not only for, um, you know, we, we did shelter some unwed mm-hmm. mothers and my mom opened the first um, pregnancy help center in my hometown. Okay. Um, and she was also one of the founders of Wisconsin Right to Life. So, oh. um, but later in life, some of the things that I went through, mm-hmm. her, the lessons that I learned from her mm. Um, rang true and helped me through some situations that, sure. that um, I really needed that. So, oh, yeah. so you know, very hospitable parents, very mm-hmm. loving parents. I never felt like I was never, uh, you know, I always thought, well, I'm, I'm such a troublemaker. When's my mm. mom, when are they going to give up on me? Uh, and they never did. They <laughs> so, didn't. No, you know. amen. I, I really just love that. The gift of hospitality and how that has shaped you um, in who you are today and all those great lessons learned from your parents. Um, if we talk about the art of volunteering or giving back to the community, I, Patty, really believe that you get an award, my friend. Um, (laughs) I really do think so. How, how would you talk about that becoming a volunteer or giving back to the community, um, in the way that, you know, Jesus served and, and asked us to serve and serve each other and love one another. How, how do you bring that into your life? Well, it's, it's, been an evolution or a process, you know, because I uh, think you have to follow your passions and, mm-hmm. and that includes in volunteering. So, yes. because you're not going to stick with it if it's something that doesn't feed you mm-hmm. also, but that can't be, for me, that can't be the driving motivation. Okay. You know, because you hear a lot of people say, well, I get more out of it than they do. Well, okay, that's, <laughs> that's good. That should, but that shouldn't be the goal mm-hmm. that I'm going to receive something from helping somebody else. Right. Not doing it to feel good for yourself. Yes. I see. Yeah. Yes. And so that purity of intention. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, there have been times in my life when I volunteered for things and it was way too much for me to handle with my family, but somebody asked me to do it. And I was so honored mm. that I did it because of my vanity. Yes, you know, or for my, oh gosh, they want me. Oh, mm. well then I must be really something special. So I need to do this Yes. so that, and that's not, and, and it never, the, it never pans out yes, right. You know, intention. because yeah, the yeah. intention. So go into things with intention, especially, you know, we all live very busy lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your mission field is also at home. Mm-hmm. I remember being very over overtaxed and volunteering a lot. And I was a stay at home mom and I was getting babysitters to take care of the kids so that I could go volunteer. And my husband looked at me and he said, one day he said, your mission is right here Mm -hmm. at home. Your, your children, you know, our children are your first volunteer, if you will. Mm. Like that was a wake up call for me. I was like, Oh, Oh, I need to take care at home first Mm -hmm. because I'm preparing souls at home too. Right. And we do often forget that because we are so bogged down, like you say, with our own children that we want to look outside of our home to do that in a way. I know Mm -hmm. I I relate to that in a a huge way of like making myself feel better by going to volunteer at the lighthouse of the blind or something, you know, or go feed the the hungry. I feel better, but then my kids are at home. Without food, be- yeah, not right. because we can't give them food, but because I, you know, because I wasn't I'm too there. busy. Yeah. And so that is a wonderful point. Um, and then finding something that you are called to do 
and not not spreading yourself thin either. That right. volunteering is a beautiful thing, but um, you know, then going into talking about Regnum Christi specifically, um, first I want to I want you to explain how you're involved with Regnum Christi, what it is, and um, then we'll kind of circle back to the whole volunteering and feeling called to do something. So, what is Regnum Christi? Okay, Regnum Christi, uh, the Reign of Christ is what it translates to, and it's um, a lay movement in the church. There's several lay movements. There's the Focolari. I have some very dear friends that are involved in that. Um, of course, I can't call to mind any other ones, but <laughs> but I know there's <laughs> yes, a lot of there's, uh, others. Uh, there's a lot of lay movements in the church. In this one, um, it's um, we're the militant, the church militant, you know, mm-hmm. that we're to go out and and um, live our faith in an active way. And but this also contemplative because mm-hmm. there are certain commitments and formation that go along with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was introduced to the movement in 2004 by my dear friend, Meredith Olson. Mm-hmm. She just invited me and I love Meredith so much. I said, wow. oh, uh, this must be something that I need. Yes. And it came at a time of great sorrow in my life. I had just lost my brother to cancer mm-hmm. and my uh, one of my very best friends mm-hmm. and coworker and in, in, in the pro-life movement, oh. um, Becky Cervix, she died of mm-hmm. breast cancer. So they died within months of each other. Ooh. And so it was a really rough time in my life and I was feeling kind of down. And, mm-hmm. and so she called and invited me and I started learning more and, mm-hmm. um, I went to a silent retreat, kind of kicking and screaming. I'm like, I, don't yes. know, I can't be silent for four days. Are I you know. kidding me? By the second day, I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to talk to yeah. anybody. <laughs> I get <laughs> but, it, yes. But um, that what Regno Christi has done for me um, is formed me into uh, a more, mm. um, into a disciple and um, someone who has formed a habit of prayer. Mm. And there's a commitment. There are certain commitments like... Um, Daily mass, you know, at least once a you know, mm-hmm. daily mass, not going every day, but some people do. Yeah. But at least once a week, once. I, that would never have occurred to me before that. But sure. why do people go to mass during the week? Yeah. You know, we go on Sunday. That's enough. Um, regular um, um, confession, mm-hmm. um, a habit of daily prayer, mm-hmm. certain times of the day. And and, and um, so I don't care where I am or what I'm doing. Yes. That, that is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And so these things that... Um, Raymond Christie has done for me. Um, I'm very grateful for right because I don't know that I would have that mm. that habit. You know, right. of, of, I get up in the morning, I say my daily offering, I read a little scripture. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a journaler. I you know so yes. And we try to put um, say we see we talk about maybe a case we do like a weekly case study. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody will bring a news article that shows somebody showing a virtue. Okay. And then we tried to do something, you know, look around our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they they volunteered or maybe they showed up with a meal for a family that, mm. that needed it. So, okay. so we'll find somebody who has a need and we try and our best Help to them. fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's a very concrete yes. uh, way. But the other thing that I really like about it is spiritual direction. Everyone is, has a spiritual oh, yeah. director. That has been a godsend to mm-hmm. me. Um, if you don't have a spiritual director, I mm-hmm. highly recommend finding one. Um, sure. We have several in the community from that are trained. Okay. And, and they go through a certification process mm-hmm. to be uh, 
a spiritual director and approved by the church. Yeah. And, you know, just to stop you there for a second, I being a Catholic my entire life, I didn't even know about spiritual direction until I was in my 30s, almost 40s. And I just couldn't believe what a gift that was that we had readily available. But a lot of people don't know about it or didn't, or I mean, I can't assume. I don't know the numbers or data, but I know I didn't. And a lot of my friends that I would then talk to about it, they were like, you're doing what? Spiritual, what? Yeah, so, I've never heard of it either. Until. So how do you describe that for those that might not be aware that that is something that we can do? Well, um, it's working one-on-one with a, per- a trained person once a month. I re- I meet with, I'll just tell you my mm-hmm. experience sure. that, that um, different things that I'm struggling with, you know, you, you go into confession and you confess a sin and then they mm-hmm. say, okay, try to be better. And then, right. you know, do your penance and it's a beautiful thing. But with the spiritual director, you can sit down and go through that and mm. kind of, you have more time. Mm-hmm. Even though they can't give you absolution, obviously, right. but they can guide you through, mm-hmm. you know, let's look at why you're doing this or let's look at, you know, so we, you explore more mm-hmm. the things that you're struggling with. And yeah. I mean, I think that it is kind of like you have a personal trainer at mm-hmm. the gym, yeah. you know, um, this in a way is that for your spiritual, for your soul, for your relationship with God and for your walk with Jesus. So it is just, I, I do believe it's life changing and that, um, that it is a beautiful thing that is offered in the Regnum Christi uh, world and, uh, and, and for another, all of us. Yeah, yes. another, yes. A lot of, a lot of the um, trained um, spiritual directors here in town that are through mm-hmm. the Regnum Christi movement see women that are not right in, in, the, in okay. Regnum Christi. Yeah. And I also love that you guys have regular gatherings and that support is, yes. is, is huge. Not just the friendship, which is just fantastic, but also the prayer, the, the prayer requests and, yeah. uh, and the ability to just really, again, be there for each other. Is wonderful. Well, I know it's probably overused, but sisters in Christ. I, yes. I growing up without sisters, you know, I was like, oh, That's I have right. sisters now, and and, and you, then it, you have all boys. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Three older brothers, three uh, sons, <laughs> four grandsons, finally a granddaughter. But yes, you know, that's but, awesome. Yeah. So just that sisterhood sisters and, in Christ. Yeah, yes. and and the um, we also focus a lot on the um, the program of life, mm. which I'd never heard of before, mm. and um. It's where you look at the three primary sins, pride, vanity, and um, sensuality. And which one do you struggle with most? And, you know, say vanity, um, you know, the Mm -hmm. opposite virtue or pride, the opposite virtue, Mm -hmm. sensuality, the opposite virtue. How can you try and get rid of that sin and Mm -hmm. live out the opposite virtue? Nice. And you I'm walked, taking notes over here. Patty. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> you walk through the the various parts of your life and, and where this and, you know, everyone has a little bit of all of mm, all of sure. them. But usually one is prominent. So. Yes, so. that's fantastic. So if people want to find out more about Regnum Christi, what do you recommend? Well, they can reach uh, out to uh, Becky Kramer is our Territorial director. Okay. I think that's what her title is. Yeah. <laughs> the section director. Section okay. director, actually. And we can also have the information yes. on Red Sea um, yes. Radio's website yeah. and so forth. But yes, that is just, I can't stress enough how fantastic that is to have um, that group. And so then circling back to the whole volunteering and then being invited to join it and then doing it or not doing it. So I was invited to do something with Regnum, Regnum Christie, you know, maybe like eight years ago in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I took it, I will confess right here live on the radio with you, Patty, thank you, um, that I took that first invitation 
for perhaps the wrong reasons because of vanity and oh what you want me to MC your event well that's so great yeah. I feel so important you yeah. know and so I had friends that were in Regnum Christi in Houston so they recommended that I go and I went and I did this MCing and it is funny though how God does bring us where he wants us to be sometimes we act as humans for the wrong reasons yeah. but then it has ended up being just one of the greatest gifts and um, I've been involved in different ways as well. I went to a, a silent retreat and me, Patty, you know me, I talk so much. My own husband was like, oh, you're not going to make it. There's yeah. no way you're going to make it. Do they have penalties or do they yeah. make you pay if you talk? And, uh, and so again, I just can't say enough if, whether it's Regnum Christi or any other group that as women, as sisters, as, as men and as brothers, that we have some sort of faith formation mm -hmm. and seeing it at our school at St. Joseph's, how important that is that, yes, we have that at school at home with our parents, but having it at school as children and then having it elsewhere as adults, at men and women is so um, life-giving for our spirits, for our soul and for our walk with Jesus. So now turning to hearing God's voice and, um, and this is just one of my favorite topics uh, that, you know, not everybody discusses maybe in this way, but if I were to ask you, you know, give me some examples, Patty, of when you have heard unequivocally, you have heard God's voice and what you did and how that has changed you. Well, there are some times when I've heard God's voice and I've turned away from it. Mm. And I have one specific memory of that when I was in high school and um, I was struggling. To, I, you, I went to Catholic school through eighth grade okay. and then we didn't have a Catholic high school. So I went mm. into the high school and I didn't transition all that well. I was, mm. I was struggling to make friends and so on, but the party crowd welcomed uh -huh. me with open arms. So sure. I remember having this conversation with God saying, God, I know that you are calling me not to to do not mm. to go party. Yeah. But I, and I know it's wrong and I'm going to make it right later, but right but now this now? is, this is what I need to do right now. So mm. if you don't mind, oh. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and do then, this. Yeah. And then I will, I will mm -hmm. um, come back to you later. Yep. Thank you, Jesus, for preserving my life that I didn't get in a car accident mm. that I didn't while mm. in that state of actively yes. pushing God out. I never really, denied his presence or mm -hmm. I never quit going to church. Right. I, you know, but I just felt like this is what I have to do for right now mm -hmm. just to survive through high school. Yeah. Then, then I'll be okay. Yes. Well, what a dumb thing that was. Hey, we've, you're not <laughs> but, alone. Yeah. You're not alone, Patty. <laughs> but, um, when, um, another particular instance as a grown woman and a mother, mm -hmm. um, when I came to my senses, um, mm -hmm. And my brother was, he had been diagnosed with um, pancreatic cancer and um, they didn't know how far along, they didn't know what the staging was yet. And they were going to go in and, and do some surgery and maybe take mm -hmm. out part of his pancreas. Okay. And uh, this was happening in Atlanta. We're here in Texas praying mm -hmm. for him. I, I'm, our mother had died. Let's see. She died in 91. Okay. I was 27 years old. My brother Mike's four years old. This, he, mm -hmm. and this was like a nine. In 2003, mm -hmm. when he's doing having this surgery, and I remember walking out of our bedroom, and our our laundry basket was there, and I saw this image mm -hmm. of Our Lady 
with her oh. arms outstretched and her palms out. You know how some, there's a statue in the Adoration Chapel that mm, has that yes. position. And I saw her and the words that I heard were kind of my mother's words also. Mm. And that was, I'm waiting for my boy to come home. So I knew right then and there he wasn't going to survive this. It oh. just, it, it, that reality just flooded me. So, I mean, that was tough, but I, I knew that was, mm. that was the message. And it wasn't maybe, it, of course it was God, but yes. through our, our blessed mother and, mm. and through the um, assurance that our, our own physical, you know, earthly mother was in heaven praying yes. for him. So, you know, it, mm. it was going to be okay, even if he didn't survive, right. that he was going to be in heaven mm-hmm. eventually. Oh, <laughs> we still pray for his soul. Of that's course, beautiful, but tough, yeah. but so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And, and, um, as a young, if you dial back about 10 years before that, mm. at, uh, I was in my early thirties okay. and, um, uh, I had two kids at the time. I had invited a bunch of people for Thanksgiving dinner because uh-huh. that's what we did. We, yes. we, we picked up strays that, that lived mm-hmm. in town that didn't have any family and, and sure. we're going to have this big Thanksgiving the dinner. hospitality. Yes. And I was, I was getting ready for this, but I was feeling really overwhelmed. Mm. And I remember going into my bedroom and I knelt down on the floor, which I'd never done before. Mm. Just, and I just cried out to God, I can't do this. I need mm. you. Oh. I need you. And I've never, where's this coming from? But I think that mm. teenager that said, I, I'll, I'll call on you later. Oh, that there it was. That, yeah. It's like, okay, I'm ready to bring you back in. I mean, I never stopped going to mass, mm-hmm. but it was a Sunday only, you know, mm. I wasn't right. living my faith that much, you know, right. just checking the boxes, Check, checking the mm. boxes. Yeah. So that realization that I can't do this on my own. I need you. Oh, it's very palpable. Oh, Patty, thank you so much for sharing those stories. That's mm, that's so powerful. And that you were present, though, to all of that and that you even recognize, you know, I didn't listen to that first, you know, the teenage type of, you know, I hear you. I see you, God. But hang on a minute. Yeah. I mean, I do think that's very typical, you know. So if there are any teenagers or high schoolers or um, college students listening right now, what would you say to them? Well, I would say that I understand that it's tough mm. and that, you know, you've, everyone wants to be included. Everyone wants to belong. Mm-hmm. But in the end, those belongings, you know, if they don't have subs, if you, if you've been willing to give up this in order to belong to that, that's not going to last. Mm-hmm. It may, yeah. but, but what you can bring to it with God is so much more beautiful than mm-hmm. without. So, no, you know, hang yep. tough. And cause I always admired the people secretly that didn't, you know, that take part of that. Yeah. And that, that went a different way. And I uh, was always kind of jealous that I didn't have the courage to do that. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that somebody may actually want what you have. Yeah. If you stick with God mm-hmm. and walk that path instead, maybe yep. I think that would have given me a little more, you mm-hmm. know, courage at the time but uh, right it's tough hey and we all do have our own journeys our own paths um but thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing that 
And so now what if we turn to the Tilted Pint? Oh. And how did that start, Patty? I don't even know. what. what how, so what is the Tilted Pint? Let's, uh, again, we're talking to Patty Blazik for about another 15 minutes. What a joy it has been. Um, and, and if we were to then talk about that for folks that might not live here in uh, Bryan College Station, what is the Tilted Pint? The Tilted Pint is a neighborhood pub. Um, and that's what it's designed to do. We were hoping we had cheers in our, in our, ah. you know, this TV show cheers in our <laughs> yes. mind so that when a regular comes in, everyone knows your name. And, yes. and that's kind of turned out to be true that nice. we have a lot of people, regulars. That, regulars that everyone, you know, you know, they know what you want and what oh. your name is. And, and yes. yeah, and we have, a, um, but, um, my husband worked for Sudden Link for a number mm. of years. Um, well, it was Cable Time, then Cox Media. The, I mean, he was yes. in the um, advertising side of it, okay. in the operations and mm-hmm. advertising. And there were, um, he and two other guys, they had gotten, they were doing um, like, uh, oh, mm. you're going to retire now. Because they'd been, oh. uh, uh, Sudden Link was bought out by Altice and then they were going to um, mm. make you retire. Yeah, <laughs> And so... Um, he and his friend, Jason Arsenault, who just, we've known Jason since mm. 92 or 93. I don't remember. Okay. What, but but um, A good while. Yeah, a good <laughs> while. And um, so like, wow, maybe we should go ahead and open that pub that we'd been talking about for just kind of jokingly yes. for years. And so he and, and uh, the third partner, Kelly Enright, they started, who also worked for them, mm. um, started visiting and talking about it. And in the meantime... Uh, Jason went ahead and took the retirement. Um, Kelly also left, but they kept calling Jeff out to uh-huh. New York to meet with the team out there and kind of okay. give them a brain dump on what I do see. you know, what do you know? And then they're like, okay, we want you to stay on. We want you to stay mm-hmm. on, which ended up with us with an apartment in Queens oh, and yeah. all of that. So so we are going back and forth to New York while they're um, planning and mm-hmm devising how to open up this pub. It was supposed okay. to open in the fall of 2019, but we mm-hmm. missed the window and we opened on okay. the great day of January. I think it was like January 20th of 2020. Uh-huh. So, and then we closed in March of 2020. Oh, because of COVID. <laughs> because of, of COVID. But <gasps> people were so gracious because then we mm. kind of pivoted and did take out. And I tell you, the Catholic community really helped us out with, yes. we have really good fish and chips. Ah. And so it was Lent. And so yeah. people came and bought fish and chips and kind mm. of carried us through. And we opened yeah. back up in the fall of 2020. And, oh, and that's awesome. Yeah. So Jeff and I are not, Jeff, has another job now and, and, um, but it's still in that same industry. Sure. And so he's got a full-time job. Okay. Um, and I do the payroll and we do bartending catering mm-hmm. and, um, Jeff does the books. So that's awesome. we're not on site. Right. But, yeah. Right. But I mean, that's and also, we do the trivia too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that goes back to the whole gift of hospitality, Patty. I mean, how amazing that, that yeah. hear what you were saying about your own childhood, your own formation as a, daughter that you were in your family here you now are translating it also using those gifts that were poured into you from a very young age so yeah. that's that's a, a wonderful thing to to kind of see um what would you say then to somebody that's wanting to start a business and uh just has been a dream or a thought but they're they always keep postponing it what would you say well, I'd say make sure you do your homework <laughs> and uh, make sure you have a very solid business plan and yeah you know, any of the contingencies that could happen. I mean, I think mm. the guys did a really good job. They spent 
uh, almost two years just working on their business okay. plan and getting the financing and so sure. on. And then, you know, don't give up because mm. it, it's a commitment to own yes. your own business. You're never done. You're never, you don't clock out. It's right. always, it's always in front of you. 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, I mean, see, you've done so much. And, and this lady right here in front of me, ladies and gentlemen, Patty Blazik tells, tells me, I don't really have a career. I don't think of myself as having a career. Look at all you've done, <laughs> Patty, but I get it. I get it because we don't maybe define ourselves as that, you know, like maybe yeah. a, a wonderful doctor or a lawyer or somebody else might have that title and that's yeah. what they do forever. We sometimes wear many hats. Um, and so I would like to um, transition into um, talking about what what motivates you, what helps you then to be who you are. You brought something with you that you shared. What is that? Uh, this is the Diary of St. Faustina. The actual book that you brought yes, with you. That's it, fantastic. It's highly earmarked and written yes. in and so on. But uh, she's become one of my best friends. And um, mm-hmm. I think, you want to know what I learned from her? Yes. Okay. What well, you learned? Um, well, this book was gifted to me by my oldest son, Zachary. And I took two years to actually for, to even pick it up. because It it's, was sitting there. Yeah, it's very big. And I'm yes. like, God, I don't read big books. So, uh-huh. um, But I started reading it um, about the time that we went to Rome for the canonization of John Paul II oh, and John yes. XXIII. And I I was having these weird, and you know, and, and if you don't know Faustina, she's the, uh, the secretary of mercy and mm. she's the one that God revealed the um, divine mercy um, chaplet chaplet too mm-hmm. and she suffered terribly she had tuberculosis mm-hmm. and was in a lot of pain most of her and the other sisters didn't understand so she talks a lot about silent suffering uh, suffering in silence and offering it up and i you, you know uh, we as catholics who hear about offering yes. it up what does that mean you know yes. but she in her writings really taught me what that meant and so about the time that i was introduced to her was about the time i was having all these strange symptoms and mm-hmm. i was like what is going on with my body and i went to several different doctors before just sitting down with mm-hmm. my um, general practitioner, yeah. Dr. Anna Damian, and mm-hmm. saying, look, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, what's going on? Yeah. And she ordered a, an MRI of my brain and I have MS. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's, on the outside, you don't see anything, but right. internally there's a lot going on. There's, you know, some pain and some mm-hmm. um, strange symptoms and, and mm-hmm. just things that are really hard to describe, describe to, right. to people. And so... The importance of silence mm. and just, you know, oh, I want to talk to someone about it. No, you don't have to talk to mm. someone. You talk to God about that. Mm. And so he's the one that really understands. He's the divine um, physician. Mm. And, you know, he has everything that you need. Yes. So you don't have to pour out your heart to yeah. anyone else yes. about that. You pour it out to him and, and he will... You know, mm. use whatever suffering that you take to him yes. and pour it out on to those who need it, mm. whether that be me or somebody else. Amen. So I just, I love her. Oh, and see how you were, you were um, gifted this book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is not a coincidence. No, it is right. Not. It is, it is such a, a beautiful God incidence that he is equipping you and, and giving you what you need during this time, yes. the exact time of this journey with yes. your health. Yeah. So that that's And I love powerful. that it came from one of my sons. Yes. And that's that it was just sitting there, Patty. Yes. And for the right time. Yeah. Why did I pick it up at that time? Yes. I, I, you know, mm. it's the Holy oh. Spirit. 
You make me, yes, all emotional, Patty. God bless you, my friend. That's, yeah, that's that's really tough. Um, and we'll be praying for you, and thank you for sharing that. And 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 again, how how you just continue to give yourself to God, and um, and you don't give up, and you don't complain, and you don't outwardly, you know, uh, make yourself a victim. So that's my friend, a uh, 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 beautiful witness to to that, a saint, a saintly life, you know? Well, that's why I think it's so important for all of us, <clears throat> excuse me, to read the, the lives of the saints. Yes. Because, you know. They show us. Yeah, they show, they're such a good example. And I'm like, I don't, not even mm-hmm. a tenth of that, but, you know, yeah. or one hundredth of right. that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot to learn from mm. I love reading about this. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, yesterday was um, the feast day of St. Benedict and he's one of my favorite. Right. And uh, my nine year old son also really has this affinity and, you know, kind of he's his friend. And so we were talking a lot about that, you know, last night about saint and um, and how maybe other faiths don't understand the life of saint or what what saints are. But I do, too, Patty. I, I fully believe they are given to us um, by God's, you know, glory to 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 imitate or to to be befriend mm-hmm. yeah and that they are there right when we most need their stories um to to continue to strengthen us so in this brief time that we have left um what you know what what saying oh share some advice or share some wisdom um you know motherhood marriage juggling it all and now you know a, a, a tough diagnosis um to 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 go through through and, and hear the words of, of what you just shared, but what would you say, you know, again, life lessons or, or, um, any nuggets of just inspiration that you would have to share with us? Well, I think, um, hearing the phrase, uh, everything in its season, mm. I guess probably in my forties before I heard that, but, yeah. Oh, I want, really want to do this, mm. but now it's not the right season. I'm in a different season of life, but I will be there someday Uh or I've already been there. So maybe I need to try something different. Mm -hmm. So recognizing your state in life. And Mm -hmm. that's another Regnum Christi thing is, is doing God's will within this, your state of life. So Mm -hmm. don't, you know, I can't say, well, I wish that I was 26 Uh and had all this energy and no children yet. Yeah, that that's not where I am. It's so, you know, state, yes. so don't struggle under, you know, being in the wrong state of, of, mm-hmm. of life or season of life. It will come if, yes. it, if it's meant to, it will come. And mm-hmm. um, looking at things through, you know, the purity of, of intention. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and just pushing through when you're in, when you're tired, when you're lonely, mm. life has a lot of loneliness, lonely mm-hmm. moments. And, and, uh, um, not, you know, I spend a lot of time seeking that right person to talk to on the phone to give mm-hmm. me consolation. Yeah. That doesn't, you know, that's momentary, does, Yeah, you know, go to prayer mm. and, and that doesn't have to be as a busy young mom, doesn't mm. have to be sitting in your chair saying, no children, you go away because right. I, mom is praying right now. Yes. <laughs> you know, looking at your children as your prayers, you know, yes. is, is, but yeah, just in what, you know, I have a lot of friends who are taking care of elderly parents, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, so, and God is in those moments as well. Mm-hmm. And even when not, you know, like in the middle of the night when you're stressed out and you can't sleep and you're, and you finally, you know, get a, 
you know, maybe, I don't know if this happens to you, but like you've been struggling for two hours in the middle of the night. And then mm-hmm. just before the alarm goes off is when you fall asleep. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so then you think, oh, that's, you know, and then say, oh, I wasted that time. I forgot to offer mm-hmm. it up. You know, it's okay. <laughs> yes. God, you can, you can. There's out of space and time. You can still offer that up and and say, God, I hope you can use that for something. And Mm -hmm. I've written, I don't know how many times in my journal, Lord, I've totally forgot to offer that up last (laughs) night, but you know, I'm writing it right now from this time forward. If I forget, please accept (laughs) (laughs) it. Right. There is, there is no, no, uh, no wrong time to make it right with the Lord. And I I do think we need to uh, make some time for humor and, and, you know, to laugh and, yeah. Not take ourselves so seriously. No. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, a friend told me once uh, about, hey, you know, if, if you don't feel like praying, you know, because sometimes it's just like I, I'm so hurt or, you know, there's a tragedy that's taken place yeah. in your life and you just you you don't walk away from the Lord. Right. You don't walk away from your faith. But you just don't even have the strength right. to pray. Right. And then I had a friend say that to me, you know, just in the right time after I'd lost my dad and. All of that is is wonderful because God knows you. God yeah. sees you. God knew you before he created you. So um, it, it is a wonderful reminder of just, hey, you can always make it up. You can always offer yeah. it up. Yeah. So what's next for Patty Blazik? What's next for you, my friend? What are you up to? Well, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more at the school this year through the um, Catholic Mission Commis- Committee nice. at the school board at school. Um Traveling some more. Jeff's uh, job is opening up to more travel. So I'm going to be traveling some more with him, taking care of grandbabies. Hey, that's that's a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just, you know, wherever God leads me to be, you know, um, I guess is where I'm going to (laughs) be. That's beautiful. That's yet yet to... be revealed, I guess. Yeah, but you have such a wonderful, that family and support group and habits and formation, Patty, that you really are just a gift um, to all of us that know you. And oh uh, I mean, really, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story because um, well, I, do I think believe- you're a gift to our community. So well, you're very thank sweet, you, Maria. Patty. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, we are we are reflections of that God's God's glory. I do believe. And we were just saying, hey, when you get out of your way yeah. and let God come in, anything is possible. So absolutely. Thank you, Patty, from the bottom of our hearts with all of our love. And we will continue to pray for you, lift you up. In, in prayer. Oh, um, thank you. For all the best. And you and too. And the Red Sea Catholic Radio. What a blessing. Yes. I've lived here before Red Sea and after, and it's much hey. better after. <laughs> Amen. Well, we thank you so much. And if you're listening right now, we are going to take a just quick break and we're going to be back in a few minutes with the last 15 minutes of the Roundup Red Sea Catholic Radio show. So stay tuned, grab a cup of coffee, get some water, stretch your legs, say a quick prayer and uh, come back and join us in just a minute again we just spoke to patty blazik right here on red sea catholic radio thank you thank you thank you patty and god oh, bless thank you we'll be right back yes, I am.